This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Live at five, live at five, live at five. Checking it out. Doing the on-air check while we're on the air. No other station. No producer. <laughs> Doing it all alone. Dip, 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 dip. It's like playing solitaire and other things. Good thing I was born as boy. I'd have nothing. Never mind. Rodney Dangerfield. It's a Friday afternoon, folks. A little lighthearted. Plus, I'll tell you who I met uh, sometime today. <laughs> I say sometime. I don't know if it was in the morning or the afternoon. It was probably, yeah, it was in the afternoon. I think it was during the Hotline Show. I met, uh, our, our, never mind, I don't want to piss people off. I'll tell you who I met uh, right after this. I met Tim. Tim as uh, uh, might have been referred to, uh, you know, again, and, it, and it's not joke. It's not, there's it, no joking matter when you don't have the perfect eyesight. But Tim is somewhat, you know, self-proclaimed himself as the blind guy. But today the blind guy, or rather Tim, <clears throat> Uh, came to pick up his, to claim the tickets that he won yesterday for the Watertown Rapids. And by the way, we're going to continue to do that, including today, uh, to give away tickets. Uh, that's been going well. I, although I, I believe yesterday, I forgot, oh no, yesterday I gave away the tickets. So Tim shows up today. I didn't know his name at the time. And uh, he, he's the real deal. He's got the cane and everything. <laughs> so, but no, we had a good conversation. And then I asked him, I said, what's your name? And he said, uh, my name is Tim. And for some reason or other, I, hopefully I get this right. Let me see if this works. I, I, first, I just thought of uh, the character from uh, Monty Python. I don't know if you remember that movie, of course. Uh, of, of the, uh, not Monty Python and, and uh, the, Ho- the Holy Grail. Uh, let's see if I, I, I should have had this queued up. Here we go. And now we're going to watch a Go Daddy ad, first of all. Let me turn that off. So let me play this. Up. So Tim showed up, got his tickets. And then because they were in an envelope, he thought, like, what? I just get one ticket? Now i got to buy a ticket to bring someone with me? He said, no, it's one envelope with two tickets. Two tickets to paradise. All right, let's see if this works. Just as a reminder, if you're a Monty Python and the Holy Grail um, fan, you'll know who I'm talking about here. This is uh, Tim the Enchanter. This is from the movie itself. Dan, da, 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 da. Right. And, uh, oh, man, we've got some buffering issues here. If this doesn't work, I'll have to bail, as in Christian bail. Yeah, it's not going to work. Or, or what is it with the connection in this building? I don't care. I don't understand. So they come up to this big fortress, and, uh, you know, they're, 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 it's the quest for the Holy Grail. And John Cleese, or not, uh, yeah, yeah, John Cleese, who plays like 10 characters. Eric Idle plays like 15 characters. Uh, you know, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was basically shot in like 20 days. Brilliant guys. Most of them, all, all of them, I should say, well-educated. 
And uh, they meet up with Tim the Enchanter. And he's the one that introduces them to the, uh, to the rabbit. And they don't refer to him as a rabbit. They refer to him as, a, as an animal, like this big monster that's going to eat him alive. And he's wearing like this, this, this uh, helmet that is in the shape of a ram. He's like a human ram. And he says, well, wh- what's your name? You know, they all speak in Brit- Brit- British you know, accents. <coughs> Excuse me. I cough in American, by the way. He says, my name is Tim the Enchanter. And he spits out half of his words. It's kind of gross. But uh, nonetheless, uh, and by the way, for the record, uh, the, Tim the Enchanter, formerly known as uh, the blind guy, uh, he did not spit in my face at all. But he is going to go to tomorrow's game. He says he's going to go to the big game tomorrow. That's Ag Day Night slash, whichever you, which way you want to call it, Ag Night at the Watertown Rapids game right at the uh, Toyota Field at Alex Duffy Fairgrounds. Uh, that's tomorrow starting at 4 p.m. Once you get in with your family, you can do whatever you want. They have an obstacle course there, uh, all types of things before the game that starts, I believe, at 6.30, and then the game itself, and then hang around because NNY Pride also will have fireworks at the county fairgrounds for all to see, including those who, who uh, stick around for the game. And uh, just to let you know, the, they did have a cancellation, I believe, last week or so with Adirondack. So this Sunday, they're making it up with a doubleheader starting at 5. So that's a, that's a doubleheader at night from 5 till now. The second game starts immediately after the first game. They're seven in, inning games for the record because uh, they're still at the college level. That's just the way things are. Uh, so that's Sunday night. All right. So anyway, uh, it's a quarter after. Uh, sometime during, uh, today, I'm going to get a call from a guy uh, who's quite, quite concerned. I've been looking at the pictures uh, I, I, I'm unfamiliar with Jefferson Street. I should know where Jefferson Street is. I, I, I think it's on the north side. But anyway, he's getting all types of issues. You know, again, this is a man's struggle uh, w- with the zoning people or, or just the city people in general as far as the, 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 this particular property. It is a complete mess. Um, owned by somebody, I'm assuming, out of town like so many other crappy houses we have around here. Uh, outside ownership, people who don't live here. And it's, it's a shame. But uh, he's going to call up sometime today at around uh, 535. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, do you remember when uh, Gene Hackman played the blind guy in Young Frankenstein? Uh, I didn't know Gene Hackman played the blind guy in Young Frankenstein. I did not know that. Yeah. I would he like to see a, Yeah, he did a good job. It was, just, it was just a funny scene. I don't know if you remember it. Right. Well, and it, uh, obviously a takeoff of the he's first making, Frankenstein. Uh, he's making the, remember he's making the like key and stuff? No, I don't remember it at all. I, I don't remember this at all. I, I might have seen oh, yeah, Young no. Frankenstein like once. Yeah, you would never expect Gene Hackman to be in a kind, but he wanted, he asked, specifically asked Mel Brooks if he could be in it and if he could play it because he never had played a comedy role and he thought it would be fun to do it. Oh, that's fun. And you know yeah. what? He later played uh, 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 Dr. Detroit or Couch Trip, one or the other, with Dan Aykroyd. That was supposed to be a comedy. It wasn't. Uh, but I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought up Gene Hackman because he's one of my favorite actors. Uh, he really is. He's one of yeah, the greatest yeah, actors yeah, of all time. Yeah, look it up. He, uh, yeah, he played that. But he also he played... He was somewhat comic relief as Lex Luthor in the original Richard Donner uh, uh, Superman series in the late 70s. Yes, yes. And he was yeah, the, best, uh, he was the right, best, yeah. best Lex Luthor, that's for sure. Not even close. No one yeah. came close to his ability yeah. to act. He was, I thought he was, you know, when he was, even when he played serious roles, like when he played in The French Connection, I yeah. thought he was funny in that. He, he had some funny scenes, I thought, right. you know, in that, which was a serious movie, but, right. you know, wearing the stupid hat and all that kind of stuff. Right, and he talked back at everyone. And by the way, uh, Egan, the guy who he played, uh, he, the guy's last name was Egan, not Doyle, 
uh, he was uh, on the set often, and apparently he and Hackman had arguments over the way uh, Hackman was supposed to portray him in the movie. And uh, it got yeah. somewhat contentious at times. But, uh, huh. yeah, I could, I could picture that. But whatever happened, whatever worked, worked. I don't think Hackman was influenced by the guy. He was an Irish drunk, in my opinion, uh, and an opportunist once he became famous from that movie. But uh, nonetheless, he, 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 every role he did, he, just, he, he stole the scene, Gene Hackman. <laughs> he really did. And yeah. you know what? His first movie uh, was, um, uh, amazingly enough, one of his first big roles was in um, oh, Bonnie and Clyde. With uh, mm-hmm. and he had a, a big role in that. He gets shot in the eye. Yeah, yeah. He played. Uh, yeah, he played the, uh, the 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 pair that you know d- were, were kind of like yeah, working yeah. with him. Yeah, him and his wife. Yeah, they got and his wife was always yeah. screaming, ah! always screaming. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And she was later uh, Roseanne Barr's mother in the Roseanne show. I forget Estelle Gettys. I'm forgetting her name, but she was a pain. But anyway, Gene yeah. Hackman. And by the way, Gene Hackman retired from acting like 15, 20 years ago. He said no moss. Uh, and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, a close personal friend of his, tried to get him out of retirement. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And he's like 93 yeah. years old now. He's he's up there. Yeah, I'm sure if you Google that, you can watch it on YouTube. But it's it's uh, to me, I thought it was a hilarious scene. And you know, the only scene, and he played the role so good that you didn't know who it was. Well, do you know who played Frankenstein in uh, Young Frankenstein? Yeah, it was. Uh, he played the father of uh, what's his name there? Raymond. Oh, R R. I'll give everybody you everybody loves Raymond. There you go. Uh, you're absolutely right. It's Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Dip, yeah. Dip, dip, dip. I had mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, he did a great job too. Yeah. It was. A, I don't care what anybody says. It was. A, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Mel Brooks. No, neither was I. Neither was I. Was, like, Young Frankenstein was definitely one that I really enjoyed. Now, yeah, it's you funny know. because Mel Brooks. Uh, you know, he has not been canceled. And uh, others have been from that generation. If anyone watches Blazing Saddles in this day yeah, and age, exactly. I mean, I mean, if the woke crowd actually went to the movie theater and never saw it before, they would go bananas. And for good reason. It is one of the most politically incorrect movies ever made. And yet when it came out, everyone was laughing. To this day, people laugh at it. But you couldn't make that movie yeah. today. But he has not been canceled. And plus, he condemned uh, Donald Trump. Uh, in the 2020 election. So I th- a lot of these guys, uh, uh, Duff, are trying to save face by appealing to a younger audience, by speaking their language. Because at the end of the day, they're also trying to hide the fact that they weren't the nicest Hollywood people either. I'm not saying Mel Brooks was a bad guy. He wasn't. But by today's standards, he wasn't uh, part of the woke society. Uh, Even though he was ridiculing um, racism and all that, which, which I was more effective than to do what they're, what they're trying to do now. The woke crowd. Oh, without a doubt. You know, with the LBGTQ and all that kind of stuff. I, I run out of letters, but... Yeah, um, you do. And yeah. They, uh, I think you repeat some letters. better off to, to satirize it because then it, it hits home with people. They understand that. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just like music. The, the thing that, that really uh, stuck was, uh, is to me, the most instrumental thing in the uh, uh, 60s, uh, you know, for the uh, whatever we're calling it there. The, whatever, uh, spit it out. Yeah. The anyway, the uh, equal rights uh, movement. C- civil rights, civil rights movement. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was the music. The right. music is what really changed people. Exactly. And now we don't. You know, it's funny you should say that because one has anyone written a, a popular song about COVID, about the, the hardship and, and the love, and you know what the things you know, great stories that you know, living with your family and the under the same roof for two years. Uh, no one, and yet if COVID happened uh, uh, at the level it did now, 
uh, back in the 60s and 70s, people would be writing music about it and inspired by it. Some of it wouldn't be pretty, but it would have melody. No, we don't have any of that today. I, and by the way, Duff, I'm glad you called because there's so many. I, I got cable back about a couple months ago with Spectrum. And, and albeit, you know, there's a lot of crazy things that are going on in New York State, particularly what happened in Buffalo last month. But I swear to God, every time, and when you turn on Spectrum, it comes automatically onto their news station. And nine times out of nine, the story has to do with race. Other than the weather. That's the one, one out of ten. Other than the weather, every, something is always there about race. Is it me or is Spectrum just so far left in their news programming? Uh, and, and I'm talking about the features, not the stuff that's going on in Syracuse, the murder here, murder there, blah, blah, blah. They'll, they'll do that for a couple of seconds. But all those inner stories... And it's just like, uh, what did we do? Why, what's going on here? They treat, and this one woman today says racism exists here, racism exists there. Race, I mean, uh, do we have racism at the level in which Spectrum and other entities are trying to explain to us stuff, man? Well, what's going on here? Does Jim Crow laws no, still no, exist? Uh, no, they're trying to, they're using that as a way to make up for all the bad things that are happening, so they throw that out there. Democrats are famous for that. You know that. Well, I know, but, but I don't, I don't want to give know. Spectrum too much credit here. There are a bunch of you know, uh, you know, so-called journalists and in, in, in wannabes, and, and quite frankly, I think the rule of you know, being under size 10 on, on TV went right out the window with Spectrum, by the way. Call that what yeah. you want, but oh, my God, holy mackerel. Cheapers. You, know, you can change it. All you got to do is go to study. I can't hear you. you got to speak up. We're losing you, Duff. We lose you. Yeah, I said you got you can change that so that it comes on to any station you prefer hmm. by going to settings, and you can change it so that like Fox comes on. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, a Lifetime or or your favorite channel, ABC. Yeah. At ten o'clock. <laughs> at eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. Yeah. Well, where the girls get on there. Right. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. I was watching it again today. And it's amazing how, you know, doesn't. Bet you were. <laughs> nobody's talking about high price of gas, although they might allude to it every now and then. But the whole focus is Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, and Donald Trump. And on top of that, people who admire Donald Trump. And just like Liz Cheney said the other day in the so called January 6th hearings, when she goes off and saying uh, how, you know, you know, Donald Trump's not going to be with you anymore and you're going to be left with the burden of, of praising him when he was alive. She didn't put it exactly like that, but she made some wild statements. And by the way, the Yent is on The View. You know who their new hero is in politics? You guessed it, Liz Cheney. That's Liz their Cheney. new hero. Yeah, I know. The, yeah, the lust really taken her. Well, they hated her father. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. They hated. Yeah. They hated him. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, if there was anybody more deep state than him, I mean, I never minded him. But I, right. I know where he's coming from. But, right. you know, now all of a sudden, uh, and people don't realize the reason Liz Cheney hates Trump so much is what Trump did to her best oh, friend, know. Jeb Bush. Right, right. And, you know, and he I put mean, down, you know, yeah, the yeah, other. Yeah, you know, the globalists are all into that. Right. And, uh, you know, so they, you know, they think, oh, no, she's a hero on the set. No, she's not. Yeah. No, they love her. They, you know, they absolutely it's, love her. Uh, it's, uh, you know, how it is about uh, getting even, you know what I mean? They, it, Joy, Bahar did, admit, Joy Bahar did admit today that she's going to lose, though. I mean, she is. The, her, their primary, I believe, is next month in Wyoming, and she's not even going to oh, win yeah. that. So, I mean, obviously, anyone who wins the Republican primary in Wyoming is going to win it. She's not going to win the primary. So she's out. She'll probably be at, C, uh, at CNN sometime in January when she's done. But, uh, yeah, right. just, just, off, just uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, what you see in the yeah, news I don't mind, at I all don't levels. Mind the criticism, how they criticize, we don't have to make stuff up. Right. No, that's true. You know, a lot of this stuff they're making up. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but 
uh, you know, you can believe what you want, but you, you know better than anybody, Glenn, that you can take video yeah. and, and make it any way you want to Oh, sure. It. Well, look at Rodney King. Rodney King, uh, I don't know if the Rodney King incident happened today or it was his birthday or whatever. I saw, I saw his mug on Facebook. And by the way, I kind of like Rodney King because he used to be on the Howard Stern show and he was actually a good guy. Except that night, of course, he was driving like a maniac high on all types of drugs and alcohol for 45 minutes. And we don't see a lot of the video that was shot that night. I mean, this was sent, this was uh, decades ago, but and again, what we saw was brutal. It was awful. And the same thing with George right. Floyd. What we saw with George Floyd was worse because the man actually dies. Right. How Rodney King survived that beating, I have still to this day still don't know how. But if we saw, and then later on we saw what happened with Rodney King. Uh, check that with George Floyd. And yes, there was footage later on released of what what happened before Rodney King was beaten brutally. But we never see that stuff. But here's my point. It, well, you think, yeah, but look at look at. I don't know too many people would survive a headshot yeah. with a cement block like they did the truck driver. Yeah, yeah, right, Reginald Denny. Denny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Reginald yeah, Denny. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then he forgave him years later. Brutal. Yeah, I know. He had no clue what was going on. Amazing. And and you know what? Uh, eight out of ten uh, rioters that day in Los Angeles when when the, when the Rodney King uh, 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 jurors came out, uh, they had no idea what they were doing. They're kind of like Antifa people, where they just show up like, "Oh, let's just you know, let's let's just destroy things." Yeah. They had no clue what was going on that day. It was a, a horrible, horrible thing. One of the worst things I saw as a young adult at the time in the early '90s, and I equated it to like what I missed in the '60s when I was a young kid. I didn't know what was going on. And who thought? Right. Who would ever think, Duffman, that almost 30 years later, in 2020? We would see such brutality. And now we're forgetting the Rodney King incident. We're forgetting the Watts riots of the late 60s. We could care less about them, for that matter. And, and you know, why should we at this point? We have a whole new civil right, uh, a civil race right now. It's not civil rights race. It's a civil race. And it's going to be the next uh, um, a civil war, if you ask me. But, Duff, i got to go. i got to do a break, and I'm just going to take one more call. Then i got to talk to this guy who's got some uh, uh, housing issues up there on the north side. It's an interesting story. But thanks for the call, right, Duff. Bud. I'll talk to you. That's uh, right. Duff Man here in the live and five show. How are you in the air? Uh, Glenn, the blind man scene. Yeah. Was done in uh, the uh, Bride of Frankenstein. It wasn't in the original movie. You remember the second movie he made? Uh, who are we talking about now? Are we talking about uh, Karloff. Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Boris Karloff. Yes. Yeah, he made the second movie, Bride of Frankenstein, 1935. Uh, actor named O.P. Hagee played the blind guy, character actor. Wait a minute! I thought there was a blind guy in the original Frankenstein. No, there wasn't. Huh? No. Huh? No blind guy in the original. <laughs> This was based on the... And there was a little girl that, uh, that when he's, she's taking the petals off a, off a uh, flower. Do yes. you, you know about that? Yeah, there was a little... In the original movie. The original movie. And, yeah. and then he takes her, and apparently... I don't know if, it, if they show it in the original movie. I heard it was cut. That he takes her, and he throws her in the water. That's correct. Because after they ran out of petals, you know, he just you know, picked her... Was yeah, it true they, that they... They put that back into the They movie. did. It wasn't very horrifying. It was for that time frame. Right, sure. But well, today it wouldn't even bother yeah. anybody, probably. The way they did it wasn't that horrifying, I didn't think. Still one of the scariest movies ever made because it was in black and white. It was just, just when you watch it, you swear it happened. Yeah, directed by James Whale, one of the brilliant directors of, at Universal. He had complete control over his movies he was given wow. by, the, by the producer. What else did he do? Uh, he did the, the original Invisible Man. Did he really? Excellent movie. If you've never seen it, who's I that? Recommend. Claude Rain- Claude Rains. Who's yes. who? Yeah, Claude Rains. 
amazing special effects for that time frame. By the way, did you see the uh, the remake in the early '90s, but done by John Carpenter, West Carthage native, with uh, Chevy Chase, the blind? Uh, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, the Invisible. I yeah. like John Carpenter's work. No, it's not. It. Don't admit, uh, don't watch it. It's not very no. good. No. He so. did a few good movies, but he did. He did a lot of crap too. I thought that Halloween movie was one of the best horror movies I'd ever seen. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, for a low-budget movie. Uh, yes, I thought. He also did Panic at uh, Precinct 13, which is also a very that good was movie. A, that was a good movie. You don't see that, too. They remade that, but I don't yeah, think it Yeah, it sucked. Was and then he also did the, uh, the, the remake to The Thing, which they remade again. The Thing, yeah. And to now, it's a cult classic because of the who special played the effects. original Thing? I don't know. Who did? Boris Garlow? James Arnish. Who did? James Arnish. Oh, James Arnish. Wow, isn't that Not something? Not a gun smoke. Wow. Another thing, Robert... Uh, Gene Hackman, he tried out for Mike Brady. He didn't get the role, though. Really? For Mike but Brady and the Brady Bunch? The Brady Bunch. That was a chance Hackman had to get early TV. What? what? That's crazy because he was already an established actor. Yeah, what? that was about 1968. Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm off. I'm off. Okay. His uh, main role was uh, Clyde Burrell's brother in Bonnie and right. Clyde. Right. He was also in Scarecrow with uh, uh, Al Pacino Al in 1970. Yeah, that was a good movie, the original Bonnie and Clyde, I thought. Oh, my God. One of you the know, greatest movies of all time. Everybody was nominated, I believe, in the whole movie. Faye Dunaway was beautiful. Oh, God. Uh, you know, and One just, of Beatty's better movies. Oh, just, just, oh, definitely. No no you know, doubt. No doubt. about it. That's all. I don't want to hold you, Clyde. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. i got to do a break. Thank you very much for that. I, let's do a break. Uh, dip, 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 day, and we'll be back right after this. Heck. All right, so uh, it's almost, if our friend... You can call us up now. I said 535, but if you can call up now, I'd greatly appreciate it. And I'm ready because I'm looking at the pictures uh, from uh, Jefferson Street. That's what I was talking about earlier. One of those deals. So, what you know, what this is all about. What's it all about, Alfie? Uh, a, a local guy the other day went to the codes department to make a complaint. Uh, I'm not going to say who. doesn't really matter. And um, it was recording my complaint, and she, uh, whatever. So they were recording something. I, I can't explain this. I, I don't want to butcher this story, but it, it is germane to some of the things that we've been talking about recently, or at any given time, about urban blight and how uh, one out of, like, apparently uh, 15 houses is unoccupied and in many cases are falling apart. So let's see if this is our friend who sent me this. Hi, uh... Seth? Yes. Hello, Glenn. What's happening? So, Seth. How's it going, young man? Good, good, good. So, I I know at one point you had reached out to me, and then today you sent me pictures of this calamity, this house that's just falling apart. It's just a mess. But if you could. Here's here's my thing. Yeah. Now, the city, uh, they pick and choose what they're going to do with what house. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, if you look at 661 Factory, you look at the Dean Block, um, 1135 Bronson. Right. 1135, they've all been condemned. Mm-hmm. 1135 Bronson, this is the same way as the house is next door to me. Hmm. The city lets it go on. You know, yeah. um, I've literally been fighting for three and a half years now hmm. for something to be done. Um, smashed windshield on my wife's car. We had to have that replaced. Side mirror. Um, oh, from flying debris from the house? Yes. 
Wow. Um, have you seen that roof? Yeah, the roof is falling that off. The yeah. roof is hung. Yeah, it's falling off. The tiles are falling off one at a time. Oh, yeah. Um, you seen the chimney? It's what probably four and a half, five inches away from the house. Yeah, right. And it's and there's it parts of to the it. point where um, those is literally uh, they've had enough. There's like there's nothing else code enforcement supposedly can do because somebody owns um, it. Who owns? I mean, can, are you at liberty to say who owns this? It's under um, Three Points LLC, something like that. Um, it's uh, Nick Colbert. Okay. Uh, he runs under an LLC because the fact that if somebody sues for damages, he could take the LLC. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. About. I know. And, okay. Uh, so, okay. So, let, let's. LLC. So, so, you've been dealing. This house is. How long has this house been unoccupied? Um, it's actually occupied as we speak. No, come on now. Uh, Glenn, I swear I went to city council meetings. I've bitched. I've called the city manager, Ken Mix. I've called code enforcement. I've called Sly's office. Right now, they took in the gentleman to court. Um, well, it's got a dumpster. I just called, I just called to get an update um, after I talked with you today on Facebook. Right. And um, the gentleman hasn't mowed his grass. They've sent him two or three things that says cut your grass. It's a mess. They literally got a mowing company coming to cut his grass on Monday. So when you say they, is that the occupant or the landlord or the you know who who are you referring that to? That would be city code enforcement is sending somebody here to cut his grass. Yeah, which of course he and the uh, the person who owns this place would be responsible for paying rightfully. It's going to so. be responsible on its taxes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So uh, this has been going on for three and a half years. It looks abandoned. It is not abandoned. And you know you know you know how difficult it is to get a code of of, of occupancy for a brand new home because you don't have a railing in in your backyard. And that's for a good reason, because you don't want anyone to walk inside or walk away from the house at one time and fall off and crack your skull. The same should apply for a house that literally looks like it's falling apart. This should not have an occupancy uh, issue or Is at it all. Dana Aiken over there, the head up? What's that now? Is that Dana Aiken, the head up over there? Oh, I have no idea. I, and let's not mention names. Okay, but, I think yeah. his name's Dana. I just can't remember his last right, name. Right, 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 right. I told him, I said, listen... You've condemned houses for less. Mm -hmm. What makes this guy any different that you have to go through a whole court process, mm -hmm. spend more taxpayers' dollars when you could have condemned the house until everything was done? Let me ask the question. How does the person that's living in this house enter? Through that side door, that little porch there? Are they entering from that side, no. or is there another entrance? No, actually, that little porch, yeah. um, you've seen where my truck is back then. Right, okay. Or my wife's car, depending on the day. Right. You know what I mean? Depending on who gets home first. So whoever gets home first parks on the concrete slab in between the houses. Okay. That's, and that's I it. usually back in because it's easy for me to leave um, if I get a call in the middle of the night. So let me ask, the, the, the swing set, who owns the swing set there? The swing set? Uh, there's, oh, no. There's, it almost looks like two horses on the property. They're yellow and blue. The color, the color scheme of uh, of uh, Ukraine, by the way. The yellow house belongs to my neighbor. Okay. The one that's in bad disrepair. Okay, so right, no, but there's, all right, never mind. All right, so what? So at this point, you're not. You, the other day, you had an incident. Without mentioning names, why do you think that the city's not treat is not treating this seriously enough, in your opinion? So okay, I'll go with it. Are you talking about the incident that I posted the other day when I was at code enforcement? Uh, well, yeah, you shared it with me as well. That that okay. incident, yes. <laughs> 
hope there's so no the other day I went to code enforcement. Two yeah. days ago, it was Wednesday. I remember the day. Right. <laughs> um, another part of his chimney came down and smashed my truck. Wow. Um, wow. I, I want to say maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. I went into codes um, per my lawyer. Um, I was recording the conversation. I definitely let the young lady know that, she, hey, you're being recorded. Um, she got offended. Yeah, well, let me stop you right there, Seth. Let me just stop you right there. Okay. Now, that might be your right to some degree, and, and, and I'm sure some lawyer would say you had the right to do that in eminent domain, whichever the case might be. But, but Seth, you, you can't be surprised by her reaction if she got upset with that. Would you agree with that? You can't be surprised I mean, with her reaction. I would feel the same way. I don't want someone court recording me. I had some idiot try to record me across day, town. She is a public official. I, yeah, I know, but she, but but you do understand that. I, I know you're frustrated. I know you you had some property damage. You have to live next to this uh, uh, ridiculous calamity. But at the same time, all right, go ahead. What happened after that? So, um, this she told me you can't record me. Right. Um, of course. I said, ma'am, you're a public servant. I can record in public. Um, Making seventy dollars an hour. Amendment, right. Yeah. I said, you have no expectations to privacy while you're in public. Right. I said, this is a public building. You are a public employee. I pay taxes. Therefore, you know, right. I'm allowed to do this. This right. is a protected act covered under the First Amendment. Okay. Now um, she's she really got pissed. up from her chair, right. um, walked towards me, pushed me out of the door without putting her hands on me. Wait, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. She pushed you out the door without touching you? talented woman. Yeah, she kept walking at me. Oh, gotcha. So I have no other choice to walk out the back of the door, or she would have ran into me. Oh. Was she like uh, Balula, the one from uh, uh, Porky's? No, never mind. Ah. But um, the security guard that was standing in the hallway, um, amazing gentleman, um, I want to say he's a sergeant over there, uh, Hamburg. Yeah, yeah. Um, literally looked at this young lady and said, ma'am, he's covered. Um, he has every right to record in here. It's public. Right. Um, he just can't, and I said, I know I can't go into the courtroom, right. and I can't go into any door that has restricted access on there. Okay. I understand that. So you got beyond that. Did you get anywhere with this issue beyond the whole fact that she was upset um, that you were recording? So no, which is I'm no still surprise. at the point where now he hasn't done nothing. Anything. Now it's got to go back to court. All right, so you've been in and out of court for this before, or is this, would this be the first time? I have time? not. He has. So um, this is actually his second time going in front of the judge. So let me ask you this: the, the occupant in there, and, and don't mention names, but is it is it a person? Is it a family? Are there kids living in there? I don't know the occupant's name. Okay. All I can tell you is he he looks like a homeless guy. Okay, but he actually drives a car. But he drives a car. It's amazing. Just like he the blind guy, he drove himself here. No, it's kidding. Ah, uh, wow. All right, so you know th- now. Yeah. Everybody stopped getting permits for roofs because, obviously, they're making them get all these tests done for asbestos. Yeah. So people were literally getting and doing their roofs and everything they had to do on the weekends. So they're making it so hard for a everyday citizen to do what they got to do to keep up on their home. So, in other words, code enforcers don't work on the weekends. That's when people do their work mostly so they can evade that. Is that what you're saying? That's genius, by the way. (laughs) No, is that true? Pretty I mean, much. if that's true, that, okay, good. No, I like it. Town, you see a lot of new stuff done. Right, right, nah. right, right. Now, code enforcement has people going around on weekends pulling people off roofs. If you're doing a roof, they're pulling you down. If you ain't got a permit, they're pulling you away. What do they do? Like like walk you out like that woman did? No, nah, I was kidding. 
Uh, so, I mean, with, I mean, so you were upset, but you were a gentleman. You didn't push back. You didn't have a viral moment. Uh, um, actually, when I left there, I called Ken Mix's office. Yeah. Um, Ken Mix said the young lady was in the wrong. Okay. Um, that I was covered. Right, um, right. I was protected pretty much. Right. Um, I literally got a piece of mail here. Um, I, I missed it today because obviously I was working. Right. Um, but it says it's a priority letter from Watertown Code Enforcement. Okay. I called codes to see what it was, and it's an apology letter. Oh, whoa, whoa. Jeez. <laughs> Shock me. What, they leave lips on it like they wanted to kiss you or something? I don't know. I didn't get it. It's a priority, so they left a note in my mailbox. Wait a minute. You haven't read it yet? No. I've missed the mailman. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I got you. You got a letter. You know it's an apology, but you haven't. I got a letter, but I got to wait for them to deliver it. Oh, that's the most frustrating thing in the world. It's like the blind guy that was being chased by the Egyptians. I got it right. I didn't read the Bible, but I got it right. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, I've been dealing with an issue like this for three years yeah. and nothing being done right. compared to <laughs> other houses here in the city. You know what I mean? It's right. it's kind of like a push and shove. So um, uh, I noticed that's why a lot of people are building in like the town of Watertown. Right, yeah, they're getting out of here. It's, it's less hassle. And yet I always hear real estate going through the do. roof. Isn't it funny how people say, oh, real estate's on fire right now. So is, it, is it on fire in Watertown? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it yeah. is? I, are you kidding me? I mean, I could go buy like uh, uh, six different blocks and, and count at least 10, 20 homes that are unoccupied. Just like this. But this one is occupied, which I can't figure out. This is occupied in the condition it's in. It's terrible. You've seen the condition. Yeah, it's terrible. So, all right, ultimately, you would want this. I mean, again, this house should be torn down. There's, there's not enough money to fix this. You want this to be condemned. Um, no, uh, with the guy running the LLC, I, d I don't believe that he's got enough money to fix it. Right. I believe right now that this is what I call a money grab. Hmm, interesting. And what I mean by a money grab is he's renting it to this guy. He's collecting all the money he can oh, okay. while he's letting the building oh. deteriorate. <laughs> but he's, he, he's got to live up to HUD standards, you know, standards and city standards. I mean, my God, you know, city has came up with these, like, what was one of the fire chiefs called up a couple months back said, once a house is burned down, a new house has to be done on a completely different imprint uh, because the rules have changed over the years. Well, no wonder no one b builds uh, uh, a after a lot or a home uh, is raised by fire or whatnot. In this situation, this, this house, we have, we have a glutton of unoccupied houses that are falling down anyway. This one's in horrific shape. We can afford to lose this one on Jefferson Street. That's what needs to happen. Because there's no money in the world that's going to fix this place. It's disgusting that I someone's living in it. I literally asked codes if there was a way they, they could condemn it. And if they didn't get it up to par in so long, they could just raise it down, right. tear it down. Right. Just make sure people oh, are out no, of it. No, no, no. There's no way. we got to take it in the legal process. I was like, listen. I was like, when you condemn the house over on at 1135 Bronson, right. um, the guy, uh, me and him were talking, and he goes, they condemned it for the stairs and... Right. The roof's not up to par, and right. the flashing, and this and yeah, that. Right. I'm like, oh, they condemned your house for that, but they're going to let the house next door to me go. That's what you said at the outset. They pick and shoot. Hopefully, this call might get some attention. Um, I don't want to razzle thing. You know, I know how the that one particular woman reacted. I get it. 
Um, but yeah, that, that said, you were in the right. I would just say, uh, going forward, Seth, just be careful with recording people because you know people are very testy these days. I took a couple of pictures in a bar the other day uh, to give a, a comedian a look at the venue, and a couple of people questioned me, and I was friendly, and I explained to them, and they said, cool. But people are very, very uptight about that stuff. But listen, Seth, thanks for the call. Please keep me updated. Hopefully things will happen going forward. Oh, you know, you always got to look brighter because the earth is flat, right? Hey, there you go. That's right. Seth thinks it's the earth flat. flat, right? It is, just like Donnie. Donnie's brain is just flat. Just like Donnie. Exactly, Donnie. Hey, Seth, thanks, you. thanks, my friend. You have a great day. All right, I'll talk to you. That's uh, Seth from the north side. Hi, you're in the air. Hi. Uh, I, I'm a former city of Watertown code enforcement officer. Yeah. I'm now retired. Right. I've dealt with Seth before. Okay. When he lived over on Academy Street. Right. I've dealt with his problem over on Jefferson. Okay. The house next door to him has been condemned. Oh. I did it myself. Interesting. So why is someone living oh, in it? Pardon me? Why is somebody living in it? Are they are they squawking or what are they what are they going? I'm not hundred percent sure. He might be a squatter. Squatter. Squawking. <laughs> a squatter you cannot get out. You can, well, I'm sorry, what's they that? They're terrible. You, oh really? So this guy all right, so he might be in there illegally then, because it's condemned, like you exactly. said. Exactly. I wonder if Seth knows that. Does Seth? Seth didn't know I that. I don't know. He says the I, guy. I, I know that I personally. He said the guy's doing a money grab. <laughs> money there's grab. There's a lot of that going on. Is there really? Oh, I'm Come sure. from out of state. Right. Buy houses in the city of Watertown. Right. Sight unseen. Right. I actually had one where the girl was running a, a garden hose from the uh, spigot down in the basement. Right. To try to get something upstairs for water hmm. there was no kitchen there was no bathroom there was nothing and i go i have to condemn this place because you have no amenities right right and she goes well i just paid four hundred dollars to this guy oh my god i go he should not have taken your money it was and the other thing is i listened to the, the graham show today yeah you know cliff beat up on the code enforcement people right very hard today I, I missed a lot of the show. We're under the state of New York. We don't work for the city of Watertown. We right. work for the state of New York. Right. The Secretary of State. Right. If the Secretary of State comes up with a new code, it's not for us to debate. That's it's right. For us to you might not like the rules, but them are the rules that you have to adhere to and abide. Exactamundo. Right. It's like a cop. Right. Right. We are building cops. Right. Right. But you don't have badges. If you say we're going to do it this way. We have to do it this way. Either right. that or we're going to get arrested. Right. Or you, you poor bastards have to deal with, like, the mob every now and then who try to give you some money underneath. And then, then well, then, no, uh, I'll uh, tell uh, you what. I don't do the, no, don't I'm do just the kidding. enforcement handshake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, see, I watched enough Sopranos episodes. Well, thank you for the update. i got to do a break, but this is good. Uh, and hopefully yep. Seth knows that that guy may or shouldn't be, at least from what you're saying, should, there should be no one occupying that place right now. No, I, I condemned that a long time ago. Hmm. The place is a mess. But, you know, it, it's just people coming around the backside of us. Yeah, but, but like, the whole thing is, is that code enforcement only has so much it can do, and then it goes to the attorney. I thought they would always if put up a sign. the attorney si doesn't take care of it, don't, what are we supposed to do? Don't they put up a sign, like, no one's to live here, like, you know, code enforcement? Yes, we put code, we put condemned. So, on the doors. So end of story. But it's it's a condemned. If you pull it down, yeah. and it, if you look at the bottom, it says illegal for you to pull this down. Right. Yeah, just but like that thing on a mattress. Anybody. Right. 
Like never take the sticker you off know? a mattress. You might die. Might exactly. There you go, Glenn. <laughs> I appreciate. Listen, uh, con- uh, thanks for being a great sir, uh, uh, civil servant to the, uh, Watertown City. And thanks for calling today, sir. Yeah, I worked there 37 years. God bless you, Jeepers. Well, thanks again. 37 years. You too. 37 years for the city. All right, real quick. Yes, Glenn, I was just wanted to say your caller was right. I have the same thing. Uh, Property down the street from me, not very far, has been empty for 15 years. Um, When I first started calling, they did come up in the city and mow the lawn, but they haven't been back since. Right now, the lawn's four and a half foot high. The property is front of the house is completely overgrown with trees bushes all the way to the roof some of the roof is all coming back back when we had those storms the backyard is still full of trees and it just looks horrible but i don't know if their hands are tied i called last year for the same thing grass was four to five foot high uh a guy come up and went down there and he said yeah you're right Mm mm-hmm you know, because it makes our properties uh, look nasty. Sure. You know, not real bad, but right. I mean, no, it, it does. No, it does. It bad. does. It does. It's the weakest link. To do anything? You know, I called again and told him the, uh, the grass was four to five foot high. Right. I mean, if my grass gets high in front of my house and somebody complains, right. I got to mow it. Right. And that's a city law. Right. You have to keep your lawn mowed. Right. Exactly. You can't let it go five foot in the air. No. And, you know, so yeah. but I had I got the same problem, mm-hmm. and I leave a message on their uh, message uh, machine right. about the property, and please send somebody up to mow the lawn because right. they um, if the city has to mow it, they charge you probably ten times. Right, they the do. Property owner ten times. Right. Uh, what it costs to have same somebody for snow come over mow the lawn? Yeah, right. And I know the owner, and uh, they live in uh, Potsdam. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been back to the property. In 10, 15 years. I, I guess she's paying the taxes on Right, of course. But it, it's a complete mess. And people are uh, living it. But wait, wait, hold up. People are living in the city's working. I don't know if their hands are tied, Glenn, no. and they can't do anything. Look, I don't know. Real quick, real but quick. It sure the, the, is a mess. Are people living in that house? Nobody living in the house. Oh, okay. It's been what? empty for 10, 15 years well, now. Why would anyone want to own that? worse and worse. And, uh, this woman in so Potsdam anyway, must be must be mental. The, no, no, the owner must be crazy. How, how would you put, put, throw out good money? I don't know how much money the taxes are. What fifteen hundred dollars a year in a piece of garbage like that on a city lot? It's got to be at least fifteen to two thousand dollars, right? And why would you do oh, that? At least taxes. You figure you got to pay uh, pay school taxes, right? County taxes and city taxes, right? So it's got to be twenty around twenty five hundred, right? Uh, to keep that property. And the problem was. Was that, you know, when the property became empty 10, 15 years ago, she could have sold that place, you know, for a decent price. Right. She, but she moved to Potsdam and never came back, mm. and the house has sat there ever since. It's awful. And it's just too bad. I mean, it's, I wouldn't give her ten grand for the house. No, it's it not worth it. Just like the house. To redo it. Exactly. Just like the house that yeah, uh, Seth was took. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. i got to do a break. We'll be back. For too long, Liberty. All right, we got a couple of minutes left. Um, I'm just—I didn't realize there was a shooting in Watertown. Our latest shooting in Watertown. Uh, Benji Reed. No, he's not a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Benji's from Utica. Uh, Watertown police say it took them uh, 11 months, but they finally made an arrest in connection with a 2021 shooting in- incident in the city. So this happened 
uh, a year ago. These pop-ups drive me crazy. This courtesy of Channel 7. The suspects identified as 41-year-old Benji Reed of Utica. Uh, shortly after midnight, July 17, 2021, they were called to 913 State Street. I remember this uh, near my house. Uh, and police said the victim reported a man shot him during an argument. Nobody was injured. Oh, that was an accident, but nobody got hurt. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, good show. Nice movie talk again. I like it. There you go. Right. And then we just talked hey, about know, an no, incident. Yeah. Well, real quick, um, Boris Karloff, he walked funny like that in Frankenstein because he always had bad legs. Did he really? When he moved to this country, when he moved to this country, he was loading trucks for a living. What's the weird one, that worst movie ever. Uh, <laughs> is it true that he was, he was buried uh, in his uh, Dracula outfit when he died? Yes, he he was, he was, and, and uh, one of the other big, one of them, the junior, one of them stars, said, do you think we should put a stake in his heart? Make sure. <laughs> yeah, they should have, just for the, sh- yeah, just for S's and giggles, why not? So, okay, so we did yeah, a good show. Uh, so you approved the show today? No. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> stuff about the community, stuff about just fun movies, and not so much about, we had a little bit of political, which is Yeah, I know, you were like, oh, I'm going to turn it off, and then I said, oh, Bella Lugosi, no, I'll keep it on. No, I'll no, I, I, I just... I just think people need good in their life. They don't need to be upset. Do you remember time. Tim the Enchant, Tim the Enchanter from uh, from? Uh, f- I, I have a twelve inch Tim the Enchanter. Re- oh, I gotta go. Oh my god, I'm almost done. All right, okay, thanks. Uh, All right, right, let's see if this works. Up next, CBS News AM twelve forty WBE ten Watertown. Does it work? Yes, it does. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Stacy Lynn in Washington. COVID vaccines for the littlest kids are almost here. The FDA authorized.